Thanks for hanging out with me today. My name is Alan Carter. You got a hobby? What's your hobby? What's the thing that gives you peace? I don't know. Maybe you collect stamps. I don't know what you do. Maybe you're like my sister who's a knitter. She knits gnomes. So I, I, don't, I don't quite understand it, but it gives her great peace. She's a gnome knitter. These little, little gnome figures. Though maybe there's that. Or, oh, listen. Hey, do you hear that? What's this? That's, oh, that's no gnome. I know what that is. That's a blue jay. That is a blue jay. Hit what? What is now? What's this? Oh yeah. Oh well, now that's 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 clearly a cardinal. That is now. You ask me, Alan, why is it that you know these things? Why would you be able to identify these things? Well, in my house, uh, my wife has developed a uh, new hobby, newish. She is a birder. And so now I hear a lot about birds. We st- we go for walks. We stop. Um, I listen to birds. It's it's well. It's 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 this thing. And she tells me what she tells me is that Alan, birding has exploded. There are more birders than ever. People are all into the birds. They're interested in birds. And I th- I I think I don't know if that's true or not. And my next guest will tell me whether or not that's true. Welcome to the program, Emily Rondell. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, have you seen a big increase in birders? Absolutely. So uh, I'm the president of the Toronto Ornithological Club. And, you know, as a result of that, we keep tabs on the number of avid birders in Toronto anyway, just through our, our member numbers and, you know, people who are interested in our activities. And we definitely saw since the beginning of the pandemic a major rise. Um, things are tapering off a little bit, but, you know, we definitely got some new birders during this pandemic period. Well, well, well what is it about the pandemic? that is getting people outside to just look at birds? Well, I think in the early stages of the pandemic, um, people were looking for activities that you know, made them feel safe, that they could do outdoors, that they could do within their own neighborhoods. And also, I think just things that would give them a little bit of peace of mind and perspective. And that's something that, you know, nature often gives to people. Um, And I think when people realized that this activity of birding or bird watching kind of provided all of these, you know, these things, um, you know, word of mouth happened and, you know, the news started to spread and it's become more and more popular. It was already a very popular um, activity, um, you know, within Toronto, Ontario, North America at large, but there's been an even bigger uptick. Oh, okay. I think maybe the one, you know, observation that non-birders might have, and I, I have this fight at my home, <laughs> which is this sounds really, really dull. I, oh no. <laughs> it sounds really, really boring. It's, it, it's not. It's absolutely not. Um, I think what's amazing about birdwatching, especially within your own neighborhood, is that it's this revelation that it's filled, you know, the space you walk through every day maybe is filled with wild animals, wild creatures, and the cast of characters um, of wild birds changes throughout the year. Um, they come and go. They're beautiful. Some of them are stunningly beautiful. They have lots of personality. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I, for me, and I'm definitely biased, uh, it's the furthest thing from boring. Although I do know it has a kind of stodgy reputation as a pastime too. Okay. Here's the other thing I, I did not anticipate was the uh, technology that is now involved in this apps 
Uh, yeah. You can play bird song to be able to lure the bird that you're looking for over. I mean, what Can you tell me about that? I think that may have also contributed um, to how popular birding's become because it's so much easier to get into now. You don't need to study um, incredibly hard before you go out in the field. There's all sorts of great free uh, apps. One of them is called Merlin um, that I recommend everybody downloads that, you know, if you see a bird and you answer three questions, very simple, how big is it? What color is it? Merlin will tell you what it probably is, give you a short list. Um, and the same thing, as you mentioned, is true of, of um, song. You can record a bird song and Merlin as well, the same app, can tell you what you're likely to be hearing. And so it's so much more accessible. Um, as well, people's cameras have gotten better so they can snap a picture and figure out what they took a picture of later. Um, and there's all sorts of online forums on Facebook where, you know, you can talk to other people who are interested in this and get advice and tips on identification. So it's really easy to do uh, and it's really easy to get started with, which wasn't true in the past. Uh, do you have a big book of birds like a need them, got them, need them, got them, like where you're checking off what, you know, what you've seen? I've got a lot of them, but the place that I mostly keep track of my bird sightings, and a lot of birders do this, is um, on another free website called eBird. And it's a worldwide website. Um, you know, you can access it or log bird sightings from every anywhere in the world that you want to, but it will help you keep track of what you've seen in your life, um, what you've seen this year compared to last year, what you've seen in different places. And it's also a massive uh, citizen science program that helps bird researchers, ornithologists, um, actually track birds and conserve birds. So it's a great place to, so you have like bird stats. You can, you can, you can flex on other birders about what you've seen. You absolutely can. For some birders, that's a big part of the appeal, just like anything. It can be a competitive, a friendly competitive process. Um, you know, you're collecting sightings for the year. Other birders have a much more relaxed approach and they just like kind of seeing what they can find and enjoying it in the moment. Um, I think that's the other great thing about birding. There's a million different ways to do it and they're all totally valid and you can find a way that works for you. Emily, I appreciate your time so much. Oh, let me ask you one more question. Do you, you have a favorite bird like that, you, that, that, that you're looking for all the time, especially in the Toronto area? The, hey, there's so many cast like the, the bird life in Toronto. There's hundreds of species changes all the time. People ask me that constantly. My favorite bird is always the last one that I saw. Uh, that's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very, you could be like a bird politician. It's very tactful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Think, thank you. Bye. That's Emily Rondell, president of the Toronto Ornithological Club. Just get that. The birders out there flexing on each other. It's like, hey, I, uh, I saw a tufted titmouse today. How about you? Oh, only house sparrows? Oh, sucks for you. Birders, man. Birders, competitive birding. I had no idea. I had no idea.